Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomodzi Creators, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women who were nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. Thank you, um, Grace, for uh, joining me on this very surreal podcast uh, because uh, <laughs> we're like looking at each other on our laptops, aren't we? Because um, we're yeah. in a period of isolation um, um, and we can't actually meet to do the podcast, but I was really keen to meet you uh, via Zoom again because um, I have met you when you were slightly younger because um, you are one of our finalists uh, for the Inspirational Young Women of Portsmouth Awards and you've got an amazing story um, so it's just brilliant that we can get a chance to kind of meet you and, and hear a little bit about your adventure so far. So the, you were nominated as an Inspirational Young Woman of Portsmouth and the person who nominated you they wrote the following text Grace and her brother both have a desmopakin deficiency and have been very unwell with the condition, with Grace having a heart transplant in 2018. I met Grace when we were both modelling at London Fashion Week. I feel like I should say, darling. Yeah. <laughs> we we realise that we both live in Portsmouth and we have mutual friends. Grace doesn't let her condition stop her doing the things that she loves, which are acting and modelling, and she's a fundraiser for Deborah UK. Grace is an inspiration to us all. Oh, so how old are you, Grace? If you don't mind my asking. I'm 15. You are 15, right. And would you mind for, uh, I'm really embarrassed to say, I'm not entirely sure what a desmopakin deficiency is. Would you mind just telling us um, about that? Uh, desmopakin is like the casing around your heart. I think that's how the doctors always describe it to me. And I have a deficiency, so I don't have enough of it. Um, which means that my uh, it's more of a skin condition, so my skin is like sore and blistered all the time, and um, mainly my heart effect around it is the casing stops your heart from getting too big, and because I don't have enough of it, my heart is like bigger than average fifteen year old girl. So uh, I had to have a heart transplant because my heart was too big for my body; it was beating too quickly for my body. Right. And that was in, uh, two years ago now, two years ago. Uh, yeah, it was October 2018. So, yeah, two wow, years ago nearly. That's incredible. And I actually uh, met you before then. Um, yeah. I was your dance teacher uh, when you were at St. Swithin's in year three, was it? Yeah. Year that, three. We used to do it every, like, Friday or something. Yes. It was so much fun. And... I really remember um, you, Grace, and your brother, Freddie, because you had this crazy amount of energy and just you were passionate about everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's and it's like you woke up excited, stayed excited <laughs> for the whole day, and then fell asleep mid-sentence about something exciting that you'd done <laughs> for that day. Yeah. It, was, it was really wonderful to work with you. Um, so that's what somebody said about you. How, how would you describe yourself? If, you, if I asked you to give me three words to describe yourself, what would you say? Um, 
I'd like to think that I'm quite brave. Um, yes, you are. Creative. I love painting and obviously I love acting and I like basically anything creative. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'd like to think that I'm kind of wise. I have mm. people always do say that I'm like wise beyond my years. Mm. So I'd like to think that I'm wise. Do, are you the like the go-to for people when they're... Some um, people just need someone to talk it over to and then mm. validate the decision they're going with or yeah. to know they're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful <laughs> to hear that. Um, and who would you say has been the most influential person in your life so far? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah. Like... Obviously, I'm influenced by a lot of, like, celebrities, like, mm. especially ones that do charity work. Mm. So, um, Millie Bobby Brown is a huge inspiration because she's around my age and... Um, okay, I'm, I feel like a very old woman now. <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown's an actress. She's okay. mainly been known for Stranger Things. Um, so she's oh, in, oh, I know her. I know is she is she the, is yeah. she the lead female in in Stranger Things. Yeah, she's eleven, the one with the powers. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, so I've got she's cool very. Again. I've got cool again. I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> she's very inspirational and influential for me because uh, obviously she does a load of work for um, UNICEF, and she? she's always like she's achieved so much, and she's only sixteen, and I think. In my actual life, probably um, the most influential pe- person that I've met, um, maybe Freya, who nominated me. Like, she's got alopecia and she's so, like, inspiring to me. And oh. it's crazy that, like, I know her. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And she was actually an award recipient. Yeah, last she year, was. Like, she was inspiring last year. Oh. Yeah, that's actually how we got in touch. Um, I saw that she'd won it for Inspirational Women, uh, Young Women of Portsmouth, and I was like, oh, I live in Portsmouth too. Oh. And we got in touch, and we realised we did the same fashion show, and yeah. Oh, you've got to tell me about this. How did this happen? How are you? Because you, I've seen your Instagram page, and you are on fire. How did all that <laughs> modelling happen? Um. I've loved acting since I can remember. It was the first Christmas I remember I asked for acting lessons. So when I was in year six, my mum mm-hmm. found um, Signature, which represent me on Facebook, and their books were open at the time that she found them. So mm-hmm. I signed up, and they represent me now. So was um, that for acting, sorry, or modelling Signature? It's an acting and modelling agency. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a package deal. If you want to go in for one, you tend to go in for the other as well. Okay. And I kind of was, everything was kind of quiet for about a year. And then I got a, a couple of modeling jobs. And then when I actually had my transplant, I woke up and within about three days later, no, actually it was the same, maybe two days. I don't know. I don't really remember. <laughs> mm. Uh, my mum told me that I'd been asked to do the fashion show, uh, Mini Mode. So it was amazing. Like, probably the best thing I could have woken oh, up to. So, so your mum was like, uh, so you just had a heart operation, by the way. Yeah. 
that's incredible I don't want to get your hopes up because we don't know if you're going to be okay like four months from now but it seems like you may be doing a fashion show in February that must have been so motivating though to just kind of oh my gosh it was and funnily enough in about like six days later yeah maybe less I was out of ICU up onto a main ward so maybe it did push me to get out quicker oh that's wonderful that's such a joy and do you um how often do you get to kind of do all that kind of modeling and um I did a couple things before mini mode like uh a a charity thing and something from magazine Mm. and then it was very quiet and then after mini mode things just kind of went a bit mad for a bit I did a photo shoot for Rankin for this um leukemia campaign I think or uh, Kent's campaign uh that was really cool I did some editorial shoots but yeah it was just nuts how quickly everything went from there well that's just wonderful to hear about really wonderful to hear about and and what is Deborah exactly uh Deborah is a charity that helps children and families that have someone with uh EB uh epidermis pilosa which is a condition and so my desmal plaquen deficiency comes kind of under the brackets of okay. EB. Okay. Uh, they're super, uh, they've helped my family a lot. And when I was in hospital, because I was in there so long, they actually got me sorted with some special sheets for my bedding so that okay. I didn't get sores on my body that would probably get infected. Oh, oh that's amazing. And which hospital were you in? Was that Great Ormond Street Hospital okay. in London? Oh, how long were you in there for? Oh, gosh, I found out I needed a heart transplant in June. Mm. Up until that point, I'd be going in like every two, three months, I think. And then I found out I needed a heart transplant. I was in and out for like a week and then I'd go back home for like a couple of weeks and I'd go back in. And then in September, I went in and I didn't come out until like, November okay. so I was in for two months so what does what does school look like for you then um I was actually surprised with how well so I managed to keep up with my school because mm. I'm in year 10 now so I'm mm. doing my GCSEs mm. um I went into school on the first day back for lunch to see my friends mm-hmm. and then I went into hospital that week and then I didn't come out so I missed five months of school because mm. I had to do my three months in quarantine to help my body build up the strength it needed. Yeah. So I did hospital at school, uh, uh, school at hospital. <laughs> and then I did um, some online school for a bit while I was at home. Mm. But then I went back to school and my school have been so supportive. They've been able to help me through everything they sent me work they provided all the additional help I needed and I was able to catch up pretty quickly so I'm oh, very surprised but I did amazing. sounds like you're a really determined person um yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you I think if I had five months off I'd be like um I think I've watched everything on Netflix now <laughs> <laughs> I did watch Friends I watched Friends while I was off with my mum, yeah. which was not a, ba- not a bad idea when I was in hospital and my spirits yeah. were low. But after yeah. I came out and I had a massive scar, yeah. not the best idea. I was, there was Laughing one wise. episode where I was laughing so much. I was like, it hurts so bad. Oh, don't make me laugh. 
It was, I think it was the episode where they're at the beach and Joey wakes up in the sand and I couldn't stop laughing. And I don't know why I continued. I like pinched myself and did everything, but it just got to let it go. We're having a bit of a friend's revival in in our family because my son, um, who's 12, has just discovered it and he is Uh, borderline obsessed with it. So um, uh, (laughs) he's managed to watch in this in about six months he's managed to watch every single episode <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> and he's on and i mean two. i don't blame him but yeah. yeah it's very very good timeless show very funny it is isn't it it is i mean he's watching it around the right time with the reunion hopefully coming, coming after up. quarantine yeah. yes he's hoping yeah. he's hoping um so here's a question what would you say is your biggest frustration as a young person Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, anything I that think, makes you eye roll, like, that you interact with? Oh, I don't... I think it's very frustrating when people neglect the fact. So, mm. for example, when people talk about climate change mm-hmm. and people are no, it, it's not real. And so, there's a lot of evidence. Mm. I think it would be pretty... Thing if it wasn't real, we mm. someone's playing a very big prank on us. Yeah, and yeah. when, and oh, I think majorly when people feminism, some mm-hmm. people still say that it's about. I mean, there are obviously some feminists that are very aggressive, but yeah. we in class watched Emma Watson's like amazing speech. Um, Is that her for TED the, talk? Yeah, uh, the one she did, um, oh gosh, it was the Me, uh, He For She campaign. Oh, okay. And it was, it's such an amazing speech. It's so inspiring. And a couple of the people in my class, even after watching that, still had this outlook that feminists wanted men dead. They thought they could rule the world. And they thought they would, that feminists are just trying to get rid of men and mm. say that women are the best kind of people and they deserve everything and right. i thought that's kind of very frustrating was that was that like your classmates type of thing yeah and yeah. honestly still some like adult well a lot of adults traditional mm. adults more modern adults people just some people just don't understand it so they hate on it yeah no i think i think i'd agree uh, i can and i can imagine that is quite frustrating <laughs> yeah did you like do you ever find yourself getting in debates about things that persuade you? Oh, gosh, yes, yes, a lot of the time. Uh, my school before, obviously, quarantine, we had a debate club where we mainly debated things like veganism and uh-huh. the effects on the environment, lots of, like, political issues, but especially in my English class because we watch a lot of these speeches. Um, we watched Leonardo DiCaprio's speech, mm-hmm. uh, Greta Thunberg's speech on the environment. Yeah. and global warming yeah. and then obviously we watched emma watson's one and some of the people in my class still tried to challenge it but not in like an actual challenging way more of a way like they're wrong so i do end up getting in some quite heated debates where it i just shut up before i punch someone <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> thank you um and what are you most proud of I, I think i'm most proud of myself for getting through my surgery um obviously I don't have much control over if my heart decides to you know stay in my body or decide to die but 
I'm really proud of myself that I was able to get through it. I was able to catch up on my schoolwork and mm, come out stronger and better. Yeah. Yeah, that is quite an achievement. Like I say, I'd I'd be like I'd have a Netflix fixation at the end of something like that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd achieve quite as much as you did <laughs> in that time. Um, what advice would you give your future self? Ooh. So, like, if you had a chance to like jump ahead like, and see my years, future, yeah. I mean, it depends what my future self is doing when I'm thirty. If I'm ah, thirty and I'm, I don't know, I hopefully I'm achieving all my dreams when I'm 30. Mm. But I think the best advice I give to my future self is don't dwell on things you can't control. Because I do that a lot now. And if I'm mm. still doing it in 15 years time, then I should really stop. But sometimes I dwell on things that I can't control. Like yeah. if... I when I had when I got sick I dwelled on a lot of the stuff like did I really push myself did I push myself too much did I not push myself enough did I was my heart failing like failing my fault did mm. I there were so many things I dwelled on like was it my fault yeah and I just can't do that because it wasn't but I you just have to keep looking forward rather than looking back and yeah trying to repair something that you can't repair. Like when yeah. people say, I wish I could go back in time and retake that test when I know all the answers. It's not going to yeah. change anything. You can't do that. So just keep looking forward. And did you have somebody um, talk, help you process that? And Yeah, that? I had a psychologist who I still uh. see for some things. But uh, obviously, because I, I was 13 when I had my heart surgery and mm. they consider that like teenagers having that surgery a lot of the nurses I spoke to said having teenagers that they had to treat and think is probably the worst for them because when it's little kids they'll grow up and they'll forget it or when it's babies they'll grow up and they won't remember it whereas teenagers they will remember it they understand what's going on yeah yeah and yeah I think (laughs) yeah I can imagine uh, that's quite challenging yeah yeah a lot of stuff that goes on in your head yeah, well, it sounds like you've really, you've got a really healthy out, outlook on that. And really, yeah, really wise, like you said, in one of your three words. Nice <laughs> one. Um, so I've got one last question for you. Imagine I'm paying for an all expenses weekend for you yeah. and four other friends. Ooh, four Where friends. would you go and who would you, who would you choose and why? So I'm paying Ooh. for all, like... Oh. That's very kind of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have to bring my best friend Kat, because uh, she's a legend and she gets me through everything. Um, definitely Kat. And then my friend John, because he's a, as big a fan girl over friends as me. He's a fanboy over friends. Uh-huh. And he gets me. We get each other. Like That's important. Yeah. <laughs> we're... Uh, Devilish duo, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, oh, probably. I don't know. Mm, this is hard. This is like that game Road Trip. Uh, <laughs> except in Road Trip, you bring celebrities and you just idolize about how they make your life easier. And <laughs> yeah. um, ooh, so that's two people. Pro- yeah, probably my friend Lottie because we grew up together. 
and she lives like two doors down from me so if I say I don't say her she might hear it (laughs) so this is Lottie Wallace is it yeah it is Lottie Wallace oh she worked on the project (laughs) yeah we grew up together we've like been there for each other through everything so she's definitely she's lovely and I'll bring her and then who else would I bring one more person probably my friend Rose she's awesome and we actually like we only became friends like a few a couple months before quarantine and Uh it's gutting because we just started to become proper friends yeah but I probably bring her because she's awesome and she's cool and yeah awesome. she's brilliant and we, i love it i don't know where would you go where would you go i don't i want to say something like or like mature and adult like i know a cruise or fiji or dubai but i'm gonna say disney world awesome because disney world is awesome and maybe like an all-you-can-eat buffet as well somewhere there. yes yeah i i went to disney world for the first time when i was like 12 uh-huh. i loved it <laughs> it was so good and oh. I had I had some restrictions because my heart was just starting to you know get bad. And uh. but definitely I would go to Disney Disney World and I would go on all the rides and I'd scream my head off and then I would go swimming and I'd just have a great time. And I'd also remember not to go on the rapids ride because it <laughs> soaked me through and then it went cold. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, Grace. It's been such a joy. Yeah, um, it's been so nice. I feel like your passion has increased tenfold since <laughs> I met you last um, back in year three. So please, if you could put that in a bottle, try and sell it because it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely chatting to you. Thank you. Uh, it's lovely to see you again. Yeah. Okay. Take yeah. care. Take care. Bye.